Hello, and welcome back to Gaming Podcast Live. I'm your host, Mia, and we're here every two weeks to talk gaming stories, news, and gossip with your favorite content creators. Don't forget, you can keep up with all the latest news and features from Gaming Magazine by visiting us online at GamingMag.com. But I cannot do this alone. So every week, well, every podcast, I will be joined by an awesome guest host. And today is the wonderful Chad Callahan. Woo! All the claps, all the, the, I don't know how to do that kind of noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did actually have it on a uh, on a button for one of the podcasts, but the last time I did it, my microphone just completely broke. Oh, like just we decided re- to die. Yeah, we regularly have tech issues on uh, the Gaming Mag podcast. And and now that it's been handed over to me, uh, it seems that tradition has continued. It's actually infected a different show (laughs) on the channel instead of instead of this one, mostly. But uh, but yeah, unfortunately, I don't have that. Uh, honestly like i find tech issues one of the funnier parts of podcasting and and just streaming in general like i found myself like being that person who like finds that streamer who's just having the worst tech issues ever and i'm like looking on twitter and all you know all these different uh, reddit forums about how to fix their audio it's just like it's just I don't know. I, I like I like that. I hate that for them, but I like to figure out things, why things aren't working. <laughs> yeah, I have so many issues with like tech stuff, though, just in general. I think the worst of it is whenever I have like a specific tech issue and I Google it, yeah. there'll be a like a Reddit thread or a forum thread or something like that with with the exact tech issue that I'm having, which <laughs> was just probably like from six months ago or a year ago. Yeah. And then the original poster comes back and says, yeah, I figured out what the problem was. And no need for help anymore. And, and they don't no put information. it. They just they just don't put it in. It's uh it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. But uh, how are you today? Anyway, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, I just got we just had brunch a couple hours ago, so you know I'm coming off of a nap because <laughs> I went a little too hard at brunch. But it's it's a good it's had a good Sunday fun day. Uh, how about you? I'm I'm doing okay. Had a nice uh, relaxing day today, and uh, I I cooked. I got a, a new Corsori air fryer. Oh, uh, for, like it was one of my late birthday presents that the community got me. So I've been like uh, just testing out different things, and then I made some uh, potatoes, like some little potato cubes or something like like fried up with the air fryer. So that was uh, they were delicious. They were great. Very great. Not the best cook in the world. Well, mm. you're going to turn into one with an air fryer. Like I found out you can boil eggs in an air fryer. I did not know that. So, I'll have to give that a try. Really? That's going to be awful, I imagine, <laughs> for me. I, I will mess it up in some way. I am a terrible, terrible cook. I haven't done it, but mm. so if if you burn down anything, don't don't have it traced back to me uh, mm-hmm. on your own mm-hmm. risk, to your, at your own mm-hmm. risk. Yeah, exactly. Very right. Cool. Um, just as a quick reminder... For those of you uh, joining us here live, you can interact with the podcast both here in Twitch chat and in a special dedicated section over in the Gaming Magazine Discord. So go and check that out. Uh, now, our special guest, guest guest this week is none other, none other than one of gaming's rising star nominees, the fantastic Coda Girl Chan, also known as Chanel. Hello. Hi. What's going on? I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, that's fantastic day so far. I've been yes. cooking. What have you been up to? What have you been up to? 
I just been hanging out today. Um, I do, I do this fun thing uh, lately where I've been doing little coffee chats, 15 minute coffee chats with people who want to get into tech. So I've been doing a lot of those. They ask me a lot of questions about uh, being a coder because I work as a full time web developer. Uh, so they just ask me questions about coding and and uh, being a POC and in tech and a woman. So I've been doing that a lot in the morning after walking my dog and everything. Uh, so I've just been hanging out and enjoying the nice weather that we're finally getting. Mm, that's awesome. And you're up in uh, in Canada, I understand. I am. I'm in Ontario, yeah. Canada. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So is the, is the weather generally good this time of year? We're talking about the weather. I don't know why I'm asking about it. the weather. But, but yeah, <laughs> Let's I mean, talk more about the weather. Way harder into it already. <laughs> The Gaming Night podcast, we ask the hard questions. What's the weather like? I wasn't ready. I didn't prepare. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, usually like end of this time, uh, we're we're going through the the melt. We probably will get one more snowfall, which I'll be so disheartened when I see. But, you know, it's kind of nice around. It's that springy kind of weather, kind of wet. But I mean, I'll take it. (laughs) I I honestly love this this time of year. I think think it's going to be a few weeks or so, but it's starting to get a little bit sunny here now. The nights are still cold, but it's... uh, It's 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 peak like starting to go out and start walking again hours. So that's gonna that's be that's about here too. <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 I just sure. I'm just ready to get out of the house at this point. Mm. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Just sitting in these rooms all day and like winter just mean mug in the snow i'm done i'm ready to go outside and like mm-hmm. look the sun in the eyes and you know get some <laughs> vitamin d live, yeah. live your best vitamin d life yes, i get it that's all i want <laughs> i i used to love winter because like i i I was born in february so as a kid like my favorite time of the year was just you know winter because because almost my birthday yeah yeah (laughs) like you you get to go out and like the the cold weather or snuggle in or or just like if well back then it used to snow where i am it doesn't anymore but um (laughs) but like go out in the snow do all these cool things and not have to worry about anything maybe you get a snow day and you don't have to go to school now it's the opposite and now i have to pay bills uh it's like uh especially with the electricity bills they are the way they are at the moment um yeah it's it's like gosh okay yeah i prefer the summer because yeah, like you know, i can actually gotta enjoy myself and i'm not freezing to death all the time so uh, <laughs> yeah kid me Damn. was was totally wrong totally I, wrong as a kid you don't you don't feel the cold either as much i feel like now like i yeah was now that i'm today. old it just goes straight through me these My old bones, bones of mine yeah Yeah. and i'm just against like socks in general which are the things that keep the heat in you Mm. so like i'm just cold at all times which is my fault yeah it's it's weird it's so weird because like i find that if if it is cold like normally like you can wear uh, like a full outfit but if your feet are bare you feel cold you're just cold it doesn't make any sense but yeah (laughs) i've seen a lot of streamers recently using um foot warmer kind of i don't know what they're called like just kind of like warmers they're like raised up like foot warmers where you put your feet in them and i want them i want it sounds amazing and i want it yes please i'm gonna give me those amazon links i was gonna say send us some links (laughs) yes please yes please now as always, we kick off with the weekly recap, including all the games that we've been playing recently. So usually I start, but I'm going to kick it over to uh, to Chad uh, this week. What what have you been up, What have you been up to recently? What games have you been playing? What have you been watching? Okay, I've been uh, getting myself into some Minecraft again. That's I mean, I play a lot of Minecraft, but nice. funny enough, I've been uh, I've never done the creative side of Minecraft. And I think I've opened up something in me because I have been building 
like mad. Like I don't I've I've lost sleep over the thoughts of things <laughs> of building in the game. I don't know why my my just love of the game came back just by opening up the to the creative side. And it's funny because I was talking to a friend today actually about it. And uh I was like, man, this, you know, I I feel like all these like kids games, they have all this stuff with the the frogs and they don't want kids to think that they should eat uh, fireflies in the game. So they took that out of the, of the next chapter. And then he looked Wait, at me, why? like, did you used to be able to eat fireflies in Minecraft or something? They were or? going to, but they thought oh, okay. it, they shouldn't now Yeah, uh, <laughs> because I don't think it's actually healthy for frogs to actually do that in real life. So they didn't want to put that right. out there. Oh, okay. And he looked at me and said, I don't think kids play the game as much as you think they do. I think it's like, people late 20s and early you know to 50s is like the actual mm. demo that plays minecraft and i'm like you know what 100 percent right. correct <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, it's not mm-hmm. kids like they might i mean obviously kids play minecraft but it's more so like older adults playing uh minecraft which is hilarious it's relaxing mm. it really is <laughs> honestly so that's been most of my gaming uh lately that and a little elden ring Oh, um, that so yeah i've been playing a lot of elden ring as well recently oh, yeah i'm i'm sure you have Let's- yeah <laughs> um i uh, we'll, we'll, we'll rest on the elden ring talk yeah. just for a little bit because I, I we do have a new story coming up later which concerns elden ring so um we'll get into the elden ring conversation then is that everything that you've been been up to recently uh, gaming wise yeah it's just been it's been really chill like i the nice thing about like we have another i have a podcast the first 30 podcast where we you know dabble into different games for the first 30 minutes and so like that actually breaks me out of my comfort zone of games so we did elden ring and we did um uh, martha is dead which is an, another interesting Ooh. uh oh, game that just lot. came out i've heard um, that's supposed to be good yeah it's it's i thought it was going to be much more out there uh, like uh, as far as like uh, moving around but it's it's very dark it's very uh, I, I try to think of those story based kind of games where you have to kind of choose like what's going to happen to all the characters which mm-hmm. I do like that um, oh you mean like the super massive is it super massive something like that the super massive games like uh, Until Dawn and yes and yes yes, thing, yes exactly yeah. so it's like a lot like Until Dawn um, but it's brutal and I, I, I'm going to spoil one part it's because early in uh, there's a part <laughs> where you literally take a uh, a key no it's a a locket and you carve your sister's face off in her dream it's a dream it's a fever dream okay okay it's a fever dream got it because you carve your sister's face off and you put it on your own because like she's having nightmares of stealing her sister's identity got it it was one of the most intense moments i've ever had in a game so it really was a pivotal moment for like when we were watching it that sounds horrifying. What 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 is the plot there? If you don't mind me asking, because <laughs> so the plot is is that uh, the there's two twins girls and they are in it's a uh, uh, World War Two era Italy. So uh, she's as she's fiddling with the camera, she sees a body in the lake, and as she gets closer, she realizes it's uh, her sister. And so as she pulls out her sister and she, you know, they must not have the best relationship. They might have been a little bit distant because she's not as like upset as she should be, which is interesting. Um, so she pulls her out of the lake and her parents come up and they confuse her for her sister. So they. Are they twins or. Twins. Uh, yeah, OK, so, they're twins. All right. OK, cool, so cool, cool. <laughs> the mother actually preferred the now dead twin. So she pre- she pretends to be the dead twin just to make her mother happier and make it seem like, but now she's living her sister's life. Cause now she can't, she's, she's in too deep now. 
Yeah. Wow. So like now she's got this weird feeling of she's stealing her sister's identity, which was a very mind messing uh, situation. Interesting. So, but now there's kind of like, well, what happened to my sister? What really happened? And so it goes from there. It's we only got 30 minutes in. If you want to listen to the rest, you could go to the podcast. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds um messed up and uh, yeah. it's actually intriguing i kind of want to like like give that I'm a intrigued. go now yeah i want to play it <laughs> i say it's, it's worth a play if you like like until dawn it's definitely like mm. it was intense if uh, i don't know i ripping off the face was the ooh, like you literally struggled to do it like and you're watching it and it's very slow it's it's intense mm-hmm. so, well, it's funny you mentioned that actually because um we've actually been playing through house of ashes with uh an, yeah, another yeah. rising star nominee uh luke boogie over Ooh, uh, well this yeah. channel over at let's go gaming that show and that's been that's been a whole heck of fun and we're actually going to be continuing that this week um this week coming so that's gonna very that's nice. Epic. I loved like the Dark Pictures anthology, all of those games. Like I, I absolutely love them. I did never play the uh Man of Medan, the boat one. That but, one um, got real bad reviews. I didn't play it myself, mm, but it, not, it never I don't think that one took off bit, as much. They've been a bit hit hit or miss. There was uh there was little hope as well, which yeah. um that was such a good game up until the ending, and then it was just like Mm, I I like what you were trying to do there, but it was like uh, one of those like twist endings, and it just it just just so much less uh, captivating than than the ideas, the theories that I'd come up with in my own head about what right. it could what be, happening. be happening. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was a little bummed out about that one. I did see the new one from that studio, which I think um, I don't know if Two K is publishing it or somebody else instead oh, yeah, of 2K. Um, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. It's yeah, the quarry. It looks awesome. Uh, it, it looks much more like Until Dawn than uh, than the Dark Pictures anthology series. So. There's so many big names that. in that too. Like David Arquette is in that, and like, oh like in a list of others. Like I I can't remember them off the top of my head, but like it's it's insane. So like I'm excited because David Arquette, obviously, you know, Scream. You know, it's kind of cool to see him in another as an older it. character too. You know, mm, uh, more of a mentor type. You know, right. kind of yeah. Yeah. guy in charge type role so yeah it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out that'll be a lot of fun uh chanel yeah. what have you been up to recently yeah for sure so i just finished i've been really into indie games lately um so i just finished recently on stream uh spirit fair I think I've heard of that one. Is that yeah. the, the 2D one? Or yeah, it's 2D. It's it's really pretty art style. Basically, the premise is, without spoiling it, is uh, you play Stella, who's the main character. Uh, you become a fairer of spirits. So you're like the fairy driver uh, of people's spirits. And basically, you are just uh, going around on a boat collecting spirits and helping them kind of resolve some issues that they had throughout their life. So I don't want to give too much away, but it's like really pretty. You know, you're gathering resources, you're growing food, you're going to different cities and stuff, exploring things. So it's really fun. Had really little, uh, these little mini games. It didn't take too long. I think it was like maybe 30 hours, something like that. But it it's, it's a tearjerker. Like the, when people are resolving, you know, going moving on uh it's so much to deal (laughs) it's just like a lot like especially if you can like relate to certain characters because they're they're all of different ages and stuff so you know it's it's really cute so we finished that one and then i've been playing this game off stream before bed i'm trying to play more 
games off stream. I've been really bad with not just playing games on my own. Um, yeah, I I'm, feel that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm so bad. I'm so bad at it. But I've been playing uh, Unpacking. Oh, I've seen that. That's the uh, yeah, the, the, the humble published game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I bought it for my Switch, so I could just play it in bed because I don't have a, a stream uh, or sorry, Steam Deck. <laughs> but I have a Switch still, so I bought uh, Unpacking, and I've been playing it before bed. And you're basically just like unpacking and like putting things away. But the sound design is like really nice, so it's like almost like this like ASMR kind of like great for your ears because you're just like the the clicking of like things and, and shelving things and everything like that is just like really nice and it has like a little bit of a story along the way so the the character you're unpacking things for you're like going through their life oh really so, yeah That's like story to it okay yeah there's like a little it's like a, they take a picture and then they're just like you know telling little stories here and there uh but not much dialogue like there's no dialogue it's just like uh, words and you're putting stuff away but yeah so i've been playing that i've been playing that a lot um so those Heck are my yeah. most recent games yeah <laughs> i like indie games in general like some of my favorite experiences i feel like they're uh they're definitely they definitely feel much more like uh art than say yeah. like your big triple a titles like the the i find them so much more appealing i can't remember the last like indie game that i i really dived into except yeah. for I guess it's is Hades indie. I don't know. That was a while back now, but like I went I hard. Like it, it might have started out as indie. I'm trying yeah. to remember if it was who published it. I know that I know the studio is like self, like self. I think it's self published. I can't right. remember. I think it's Supergiant. Maybe I always get them oh, confused Supergiant. with Supermassive. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they're an independent independent studio. But like all those all those like smaller experiences are, are so much more meaningful to me. I remember yeah. them m- more so than 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 other games that I that absolutely I generally play. So yeah, um, right. As for me, uh, I've mostly been playing Elden Ring. Um, <laughs> Here it big is. Shot. Yeah, <laughs> no, literally, literally. I, it's just like a Stranger of Paradise came out. I still haven't given that a go yet. Um, Squaring sent me a code. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> oh, something else came out. Oh yeah, the new Mario Kart tracks. I haven't given those a go yet. I was oh, supposed to. I'm playing those tonight after this. <laughs> yeah, something similar that mm-hmm. I had, did play though that did come out was Chocobo GP. That's uh, Square Enix. Uh, like I'm not sure did if you'll out? play fun. It came out. It came yeah. out. It, it, see, see, that's kind of like, uh, yeah, it came out. I was excited um, for that because like it looks so cute. It does. It is. It's really, really cute. It's really, really, it's, it's, it's great. It's cute. Aesthetically, it's awesome. It's got a lot of Final Fantasy references, so I love it to death. Um, it. Yeah. The, the handling of the actual carts themselves and how the game actually oh. plays is a bit more of a fundamental problem with the game. Oh, like, no. it's okay, but um, it doesn't really like, if you're going to compare it to something like Mario Kart 8, it's not quite the same quality. And when you're trying to turn around a corner, the, the cornering is like super, super tight. So you'll yeah. start like, even the drifting, you'll you'll start like going into... Um, well, into the drift really tightly. Um, and it just doesn't feel quite as good as Mario Kart. And when I'm playing it, I'm, I'm just feel, like, my brain is putting me in Mario Kart mode and it's just <laughs> not working. So it's it's not bad. It's uh, it's just 
different. I don't think it's quite. You're a, not the same mad level. at it. You're just disappointed. I yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah. Every, also, there's like a cash shop and like a battle pass and all of this mm. stuff too. You can like earn characters. Clouds in the game, but you have to like get the battle pass in order to get cloud. And it's like I just want. A full game, even if it was a separate DLC, I don't yeah. understand why every game needs to have a battle pass or be live service. I don't mind it's a battle pass idea, but I think you need to mm -hmm. establish the game first. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like mm -hmm. to be honest, even before Fortnite started doing the battle pass system, which is really where everyone started, you know, taking the idea, it was it didn't have it to begin with. You know, it was just base game. You know, people came in, they had you know some pay to you know get some of the cosmetics but it was whatever and it was small and then they introduced the battle pass after it had success now people are coming out of the gate with battle pass and i think that's the biggest mistake that these people are these uh developers are making and these companies are making with that it's because like why am i going to pay battle pass for a game that i don't know is going to exist in like you know two three months if if the games are done yeah. you, know? you pay for the battle pa you have to pay for this battle pass as well i believe so yes yeah. i mean oh. if you if you have the paid version of the game because it's actually t and this is this is why it's, it's oh. really annoying there's two versions of the game there is okay. a light version of the game uh which you can just play and then there is the paid version of the game i'm not sure what the differences are but i'm assuming yeah. that the light version just doesn't come with any of the extra unlockables in the mm. full version of the game and like square enix sent me this this game so i can't be like uh, too hard on it because i have a very yeah. very uh, good relationship with square enix like they send me most of the new releases but yeah actually no square enix didn't send it to me nintendo sent there you it go to me. talk crap yeah. about it i'm gonna talk yeah. crap about the game <laughs> listen it 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 just left a bad taste in my mouth. Square Enix in general, as a publisher, seems to be doing this a lot recently, where they're like pushing these extra uh, revenue streams into their titles. Babylon's right. Fall uh, came out a couple of weeks ago, just after Elden Ring. The possibly the worst time to release that game as well, oh, no. which I was excited for. Now that you mention it, yeah, I heard nothing of Babylon Fall mm. at mm. all. I was. It's Platinum Games. Platinum Games is solid. They do like, they do, sol well, 50% of the time they do solid work depending on, you know, the team <laughs> over at Platinum Games. But like, I love Platinum Games. Like every, a lot of the stuff that they put out, you know, your Bayo, um, uh, I can't, I, I actually can't remember any other Platinum Games, but I love a lot of what Platinum Games puts out. Oh, Nier, stuff like that. Um, Nier, okay. uh, Automata, that kind of thing. They, they, they're great, you know, they're great. But this game and the gameplay is is okay in uh, Babylon's Fall, but it, it, it's falling to the same curse. You get in there, there is a cash shop, there is like a, a battle pass in there as well, which for some games, which you would think would be more narratively driven, it doesn't make a lot of sense for them to be there. Like they're trying to push live service into every single title now, it seems. And it's just, it just gets a little bit much personally for me. Um, I think it's, so, I think it's okay if it's, like you can earn the battle pass. So like I've been playing a lot of Knockout City lately. Mm, mm. And Knockout Is City that has the a dodgeball one. Yeah, it's yeah, really fun. Yeah. So, Dylan loves that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed with uh, Knockout City. But basically you get you have a battle pass that you do for every season, but you can you can either like pay to, it's everything's in hollow bucks, I guess. So you can pay to get more hollow bucks so you unlock it, or you can just like save up nine hundred and then um which you can get from like playing more or doing drop like watching streamers and getting drops and stuff their drops are constant 
And then you can unlock it that way just by playing a lot or doing drops. And then it keeps up your progress. So if you're like, you know, you're just saving up for it and you're at level 25 of the battle pass, as soon as you have enough money and you buy it, you get all the items that came with the battle pass. So I think that's a good way of doing it because some people might be like, I just don't, I just want to pay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love the encouragement to that. Of go, making uh, making them go to streamers and watching streamers who are playing. Yeah, it. I think that's yeah. a very cool mechanic that I wish more games that's would right. honestly do. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I hear about drops, but like, I never see the hype unless it's like a game that's super huge. But I do yeah. like the that like you know they're building a small community that they encourage people to go to other you know streams. Like, I Dead by Daylight is like they don't do the drops necessarily, but they do, they have a really nice community and they like to give to their community and they are actively looking and listening to their community. Despite what some people may say, they do listen. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like it's, I just love hearing uh, things like that. So I I didn't know about that with knockout city. Yeah, I've been to like so many, uh, like I, a couple of my friends are actually like, uh, like on the creator team and stuff. So I'll visit them and watch them and then I'll get draw like a drop. It's constant too, which is great. Cause you, some drops, they'll just turn them on and off depending, but these are all, every time you go to a knockout city partner streamer, they always have drops. So I can always just like watch them and, and interact and things like that. So it, it's really great. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I love any kind of game that actually supports its streamers with yeah, exactly. programs, you know, like it's uh, some of the, some of the, some of the best uh, times that I've had and like the best people that I've met have come in through those programs. It's, it's such yeah. a great way of just, just, uh, just getting your game out there just in terms of marketing. It's absolutely fantastic. Exactly. Uh, other than, you know, the games that I've been playing, which mostly have been Elden Ring, uh, mm-hmm. I did, uh, I did take some time uh, as soon as it came out to to watch turning red which is the new oh new pixar film. i watched it too, Me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so lovely it's uh i i loved it honestly i loved it now um i did cancel my disney plus sub uh just because of other things that are happening in the news with disney right now um but i made sure that that i was going to watch this before it came out well after it came out sorry and uh, it's great. It's it's a little bit nostalgic as well, just because it's it's set in the early 2000s, which really surprised me because I didn't see much about this film before it came out. Apparently it got a massive marketing push. But um, but yeah, I, like I had no idea what it was about other than it's Pixar and they've been a bit hit and hit or miss like uh, recently. But um, I was going to give it a go because it just looked cool. And it's, uh, I can't remember the director's name, but it's her first time directing a feature film. And I believe she also worked on the um, shorts uh, with the bow buns. I yeah. can't remember yeah. the name of that. I think either. it's literally called bow. I think it's bow. Yeah, bow. No. Yes. yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, but she's a first time director. And I was really, really impressed. And the fact that it was set in 2002, the fact that the main character was born, um, was 13 then, which was the exact same age I was back in 2002. Uh, obviously, we had very Same. different experiences uh, growing up, <laughs> but um, it, it just just hit me right in the nostalgia, and I just loved the story um, so that, much, so much. There was one part. There was one part of that movie that actually shocked me, and, it, and I I said this on my stream the other day, actually, and it shouldn't have shocked me. But they openly talk about pads, and I don't. They didn't say the word yeah. tampons, but they openly like yeah. show pads and have aspirin, yeah. and they're like talking about the situation. They don't they just openly talk about periods, say, and it's yeah. fine. And they didn't even there's say like the word period, but you knew 
Like, you knew exactly what was going and, on. And like they, she shows the pad and she's like waving it at the school, making her daughter embarrassed. <laughs> I was like very impressed with that moment that they allowed that to go through it being Disney and all because we, I don't know, I've heard st- rumors about how Luca was supposed to be a little bit more um, gay than it was. You know, I got the gay undertones even without it being told to me. So I'll take it, whatever adorable yeah. movie but um but so i was really proud to see that like in a pixar movie to see that kind of representation like in there because i'm mm-hmm. sure that many girls would really need to see that sometimes honestly and i have a bit of a closer connection i guess because it's made in ontario or in toronto yes. Yes, <laughs> how true to the, yeah. the area was it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. So like she lives in Chinatown, which is like on Spadina Street. And they had like the there's like an arch or whatever uh, or a sign, I guess. So I've seen that many times because I used to work in the area at one point. And then they had the concert at the Sky Dome, which was it's huge. It's like a big part of downtown Toronto. And I'm a baseball fan, so I love the Sky Dome. It's called something else now, but I still call it the Sky Dome. I don't really care. <laughs> but, you know, and then and then also I was around the same age. So 2002, I would have been 12. Um, so pretty close. Um, so, yeah, like seeing like their hormonal changes and just seeing like all these like things happening to them and them like going through crushes and all like just being like boy crazy or girl crazy or whatever. It It was just me at the time in my, in like the city that was like really close to me that I would see all the time. And I, it was really sad because, um, there were some reviews and stuff that were like, I can't relate to this. It's not your movie. Stop watching it. <laughs> I'm like, who ca- I don't give a F of you can relate to it. There are many people who can relate. Like there's, you know, how many times people have watched a movie or a cartoon and they haven't been able to relate to the main characters. Like if you watch a lot of the Disney princess movies, like no one's like a white female or whatever, but they're watching it and picking little parts to relate to it, or they're just enjoying right. it for the sake of enjoying it or seeing someone else experience right so when that review came out it was like okay just because you're not from this city and you weren't a you know a kid in that era and you're not a a teenage girl doesn't mean you can't just enjoy what's going on and the soundtrack is a bop like it's so absolutely yes that was one of the things like as soon as it started like i was like tearing up a little i don't want to say it but i was like tearing up a little bit i'm like oh my god this soundtrack is so good it's like 20 it it, for me it's like this is the exact kind of music i listened to in like 2016 as well actually the Um, boy band song was made partially by Billie eilish Yes, yeah. And I saw that. Yes, it blew my mind I when I saw that, that at the very end. Mm-hmm. She's I, so talented. I, I swear to God. Like, she was so <laughs> young. Stop being so great and young all at the Some same time. She's so good. And then the what? singer was uh, Jordan Fisher, right? Is that, is that who? So. Who? I'd have to look up. I think so. I, think I don't so, know. Yeah. I think they uh, co-wrote on it. Yeah, Yeah, so Mm -hmm. it was was so good. Like the whole boy band, like over the top outfit and everything like that. And Mm -hmm. the Tamagotchis. Yes. I I had to hide my Tamagotchi because, you know, they were banned from school because we got too distracted. Like things like that. It was just, I could could relate in many ways, so I don't really care. It was (laughs) your millennial nostalgia. Oh, uh, 100%. For a lot of us, I can imagine. And Sandra Oh was in it. Like how much more mm-hmm. like 
growing up on Grey's Anatomy in high school and stuff, you have Sandra Oh, like mm-hmm. our Canadian queen in there too. <laughs> so it was amazing. And representation just, for Asian Americans exactly. or Asian people in general, because that obviously Toronto yes. is not even American, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess. So like, it's just like and crazy. To see honestly, it like, like seeing character designs for, for like Asian uh, people in general that aren't just one set way, how yes. people yeah. are usually represented, like when the aunts come in and like yes. they all have different designs. So it's crazy. like, oh my God, it's so cute. You know, and their pendants um, were all different and stuff too for mm-hmm, the whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it too much, but it was like everyone had a different one, which was kind of cool. <laughs> I just come to the realization that we haven't actually explained the plot to the movie oh. at all. <laughs> okay. So um, essentially it is about this uh, 13-year-old character called may who lives in uh toronto canada isn't it yeah this toronto isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. um and basically is is going through her formative years she's just going into puberty in fact you could see this whole film is like an allegory uh for puberty pretty much but um she finds that uh as she as she gets uh too emotional sometimes she gets to a point where she just starts turning to this giant red panda and uh hijinks pretty much ensue from that i actually was really surprised i don't want to spoil anything so that's where i'm going to leave it there but it's absolutely great uh, i was really surprised um about like the level of like smut uh yeah. the, the, i say level of smut but like the, it's hardly anything Her but drawings. the fact that they yeah the drawings there's the a scene drawings. where she's like drawing in her notebook and she's just she's just drawing uh herself with this boy and the boy's a, a mermaid as well it's it's super <laughs> super weird but it's so cute and I'm, I'm like wow disney are actually like allowing this in That's their movie this is great you know yeah it's yeah. like uh, it's everything I want to see in in movies, like generally for kids to like have, you know, we can talk, have an open discussion and generally have an open discussion and talk about more sensitive topics without people screaming their heads off and saying it's like inappropriate or, or like treating it with with quote unquote kid gloves. So it's it's nice yeah. to see that kind of content, um, especially when you I think it's also like a story told uh, from the director's kind of personal experiences as well she's Canadian like, as well i think mm, she's mm, from toronto and i think yeah. bow was also based in toronto as mm. well so it was nice that you got yeah. to tie she got to tie a whole movie into her experience too yeah. so that's cool it's highly recommended I yes yeah definitely Right then, uh, it's time for a section we like to call bite-sized news. It used to be called mere bite-sized news uh, when Robin was running the show, but I've, I've kind of like, I'm going to pull that away a little bit there. Um, <laughs> it just seems so self-aggrandizing. Uh, so this is where we go over everything uh, gaming in the news recently. So Chad, I know there was uh, something that you you looked into recently. Sure. Yeah. There's the the humble bundle launches Ukraine bundle with 100% of the proceeds going to charity, which there is a lot in there. I don't know if you've seen, but there's like the whole back for blood in there. There are hold on, I gotta look because it's crazy. Satisfactory, Metro Exodus, and the list goes on. And it's forty dollars to just own these games, which one of these games alone is like sixty. Um, yeah. And based on what I'm looking at right now, it's over almost nine million dollars raised for charity and counting so crazy and you can set your own price too so i like Mm -hmm. that a lot that's really nice amazing Mm -hmm. uh yeah actually uh well when i found out about this i actually went out and i bought it because there's so many good games yeah spiro's in there too i think the spyro sorry i was yeah spyro the dragon the entire trilogy the remake it's insane that's yeah, crazy. I'll probably grab yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely honestly, worth 
grabbing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're, the proceeds from the bundle are going towards uh, raising for Ukraine, uh, which is uh, sending over medical supplies to, to people in U- Ukraine at the moment. There is direct relief, of course, which are providing doctors and nurses. Uh, it's also going out to the international rescue community, which is just a, a humanitarian uh, organization which is going to put boots on the ground in uh, well but basically as close to Ukraine as possible and working to get vulnerable people and families uh, out of Ukraine and give them you know the health and protection assistance that they need and there's also the international medical corps that's being who are being helped out by this too which are just generally giving life-saving health care and supplies to everyone affected um, who have lost so much during this current conflict. So uh, absolutely fantastic cause and definitely go over and support it. I'm I'm very, very excited just to just to get to grips with all these uh, different video games as well. Like I never <laughs> so had the chance to play Sunset Overdrive and that's that's it's in good. there too. It's or a like game. Quantum Break or any number of these games or even this War of Mine. There are so many good games in there. Like usually you look at bundles and you think, um, well, there's a couple hit or miss, yeah. you know, like there's a couple titles maybe I want to play. This particular bundle, I imagine just has so many games in there. And, and, and I there's believe... Books too. <laughs> I yeah, you get some yeah. Uh, graphic novels and stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. There's, there's like so much in there. I believe you even get like... Um, uh, RPG Maker, the most recent version of that oh, too. Damn. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's ridiculous, and to think that all of the proceeds are going to charity, and how many people have come together to make this possible. It's so, just so much money because, like, I know a mm-hmm. lot of streamers are trying to help by doing charity streams and stuff. But if you don't stream or you just want to help in some way, you know, you can do it this way, and you get so many good games. I think that that's so awesome. The list of games they got because it just gives a higher incentive for people to just you know put money in and obviously it's working if it's around nine million dollars that they're at already mm-hmm. so yeah. it's so awesome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh it's it's absolutely fantastic and uh, now speaking of humble bundle it's weird because we have a, a bunch of stories today that are humble bundle related <laughs> uh, we're not being sponsored by them or anything like that just, just put it people. out there <laughs> yeah yeah they're just they're you know it's just a good organization i believe they also own ign uh which is interesting now and i know there's a whole thing with the back in you know i think it was a couple of years back now they they changed the charity based no ign now owns them sorry and then they changed the charity based thing so there is less charity stuff happening so it's nice to see another bundle where all the proceeds are going directly yeah. to charity and you can actually decide um, well, you don't have to decide because it's just all going. They also had their uh, Humble Game Showcase Roundup, and we had a, uh, a few very cool games announced. Uh, this uh, Actually, I can't remember when it was, but it was very recent anyway. I think it was the other day. But they announced a, a bunch of fantastic games. Uh, well, I'm assuming they're going to be fantastic because some of them are sequels to games that I've very much enjoyed. Uh, we had Monaco 2 coming out, the uh, sequel to What's Yours is Mine. Uh, Coral Island... Uh, which is like a, a farming game. It's uh, you protect the reefs on Coral Island. It's like a 3D oh. life sim. Looks a little bit like uh, oh, what's the game? The pixel game, the, like the farming Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley? Oh, Stardew. Looks a little bit like oh, a 3D version of yeah. Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's something called a Moon Scars coming out, which is a bloody new 2D side-scrolling hack and slash adventure. Looks very cool. The character designs in that I, I like very much. Uh, there's Moon Scars, which is another 
sorry, I just said Moonscar, sorry, Ghost Song, which is a melancholy 2D Metroidvania. And as soon as I saw the trailer for it, I was like, I've got to play this game. I love me some Metroidvania games. Other than that, we got Signalis, um, which is a survival horror sci-fi game. Very pixelated, very cool looking. Uh, Infinite Guitars, which you play as a touring band to fight your way through an open world, combining rhythm mechanics and combat. That looked very, very cool. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Chinatown Detective Agency. Um, that's a game set in Singapore and you explore the criminal underworld. You have the Iron Oath, which is a spiritual successor to Heroes of Might and Magic. So there's a bunch there to sink your teeth into also uh was there anything there on the list that, that you all were looking forward to at all i the, a lot of them are just i've just heard of so i mean i'm excited now just in general to like kind of look at this because i don't think i've seen the humble this humble uh uh showcase yet so mm-hmm. i'm gonna go back mm-hmm. and look yeah i completely that. missed it at the time but yeah we had um I know there's an article wrote up on on uh, gaming about it, which you can all definitely go and check out if you're you're watching this right now. Uh, I'll, I'll link it somewhere. Uh, but yeah, they also um, I don't it wasn't really like an announcement because the game had already been announced. But they also brought up uh, the game that was formerly Chorus too. So it's actually called Stray Gods now. I believe another game out called Chorus, and they had to change the name. But that one looks very, very interesting. I'm, I'm very excited about that one in particular because uh, there's a lot of queer representation in there. And it's basically like a musical-based yeah. video game. Yeah, <laughs> I've been seeing stuff about this for a while. And uh, I guess it's uh, from the minds of Bioware's David Gaiden and Obsidian's Liam Essler. So yeah. like, great names attached to this on top mm-hmm. of that. So I There mean, are so many big names attached. It's 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 so cool. And like actual queer representation inside the, the teams that are working on it. You got like Troy Baker doing voices on there as well. Uh, it's like just so many big names. And what really looks cool to me is... Um, you're basically playing as this character who has the power to pull people into like musical songs and the choices. Yeah. It looks so great. (laughs) The choices that you make during these songs, you get like options on the screen, uh, help to like shape the world around you as you play the game. And that just sounds really cool and really different and not something that Mm. I've, I've really experienced before. It's really Um, outside the box of like mm -hmm. what we normally get. Anything that will combine Greek mythology type yes. with musicals is like an automatic buy for me. <laughs> like love Greek mythology, though it is a mess, but we love mess. So I'm down. Um, and then I just love musicals. So I'm. this sounds like my type of game for sure. Yeah, I think you get to like do musical battles with like the yes. Minotaur and stuff in there too. So <laughs> oh my I, god, yes. I'm very, very much looking forward to to where this goes when it comes out. Me too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, other than that, uh Elden Ring Siles numbers just hit twelve million. Twelve million in Ooh. in I, I don't even know, it's been like like two or three weeks now since it since it came out. I yeah. can't remember because I played I played so much of that game. It's ridiculous. Um, but um, in terms of actually putting that into perspective, there was an article from Ars Technica, uh, which if I can open and show you all this, let's see if this works on my end. Listen, I'm going to apologize to the audio <laughs> listeners right now. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm just going to show this Too real bad. quick. <laughs> 
basically, this is how all the games have performed. Uh, for audio <laughs> listeners, all the lines are like going up slowly over time for like Demon Souls, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, and Sekiro and all that. And then Elden Ring just shoots oh my right God. up it's to 12 just, million. It might as well just be a straight line up, you know? Yeah. It's insane. Well, I mean, the hype of this game has been built up for so long. We've been talking about it for what, four or five years before this? And when they showcased it, I believe, was it, um, it wasn't Game Awards, it was like Summer Game Fest, I think it was last year when they finally announced uh, the the date for it. It was, I, I think that was, that literally took over the rest of, you know, E3. No one else was talking about anything else. It was like, I can't believe Elden Ring has a, a date, you know, all this other stuff. So like, seeing that during Summer Game Fest and it being the first one of the year last year was like, the best way to, to to set off what gaming can be and live up to it now because yeah. obviously 12 million sales are you kidding me like that just means that this game is doing well i keep seeing stuff about people saying like uh, like, here's all the stuff that they were supposed to put in this game's not complete yet blah, yeah. blah. it's like <laughs> go home there's reasons why things aren't done yet like they could add you, that later. Do you want a good game. game or do you just want to ma- like we don't we don't need a cyberpunk situation exactly. happening? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like we need to take the time. See, the thing about I haven't played any Elden Ring, but I've been watching a lot of streamers here and there play and just um I'm in tech, so a lot of my friends are big gamers. It seems to go hand in hand, yeah, I guess. I'm sure. Um <laughs> they the just the way that they talk about the game, I've heard rarely anything about, you know problems with it for the most part because i feel like they put a lot of work into it like i'm sure there's like little problems here and there but you know to have like a like a excellent game like that right off the bat it just shows a test to like how much time they spent in the game right and you can always add these little things in these little patches in a later and the reviews have been outstanding of this game right off the bat so um i don't i haven't played any like dark souls or whatever but like the temptation has always been just like right there and now i'm like do I do it? Do I? Uh, I've been watching Dylan play it a lot because Dylan plays it in the morning. So I'll put Dylan, a bit Dylan on on my screen and watch him playing it. And I'm like, Dylan, you might you might convince me. I might do this. This I'd, might happen. I'd say I'm not a I'm not typically a Dark Souls or Souls like yeah. fan typically, but this one sold me because of the more open world side of it yeah i love open world because i (laughs) struggled with dark souls like i I don't think i really played dark souls too much but i played bloodborne and it's it's almost a a mimic other than like the design of it it's almost a mimic as far as like the way it plays to dark souls so i struggled with how like cramped everything was and i always felt like i was in a tunnel and maybe if you get into a bigger cave size when you're like fighting enemies but it always just felt like you were in these small areas climbing up ladders and like it was all very tiny this i can like literally run from one side of the map to the other and i feel like i'm doing something and finding creatures and monsters across the way like there's it feels much more bright and vibrant and i think that's what i kind of as much as i like the the tim burton-esque side of video games that it just dark souls wasn't hitting it for me where this is definitely like hitting that spot a little bit better personally yeah, I definitely think they've like uh, shaken up the design a little bit with the open world uh, up in there. Uh, it's not to say that's that's completely gone. Like if you go into any kind of like catacombs yeah. or caves or dungeons or anything like that, that feels very uh, Souls. 
there any like of the dungeon designs that just feel very very much like the older souls games for me i will say this is the and i've talked about this on the podcast before but this seems like the most accessible version of a Soulsborne game nice. that they've made up until this point and the only reason that i say that is that um for, for years uh the Soulsborne series has kind of had like a um you know the community has kind of had like a, a get good mantra you know like you just have yeah. to get better at the game if you're not good enough just like keep keep trying or whatever i feel like it's a wrong approach generally yeah, um i agree because that to me that's always felt like it encourages like a superiority kind of thing where like if you're not good enough to play it that you don't deserve to play it that kind of thing which uh when it comes to like accessibility in general that's a that's a whole conversation um personally like uh, i would i would go forward with the um it's not get good it's try something else Try yeah. try doing something else because like yeah. if you're slamming your head against a brick wall and then wondering why it's not working, maybe you need a sledgehammer or something like instead. Because there are so <laughs> many options and tools in these games, and um, the nice thing about Elden Ring, and again I've mentioned this before, is that because it's open world, because there are so many options, you can literally if you if you hit a brick wall and you're not getting past it, you can go away. You can go do something else. Like you can yeah. go Level find up. a side. Yeah, love, yeah. love, go find a science dungeon. <laughs> go, go do some different things and like, uh, you know, be like me and just just keep headbutting other things until you get strong enough to go back <laughs> and headbutt the thing that you wanted to kill in the first place, you know. Or play it with friends. Um, the yeah. summon system in this game is so much better uh, now than, than what I've experienced in past games. Not only do you have like summons in single player, so you, you, can't, you could summon in specific instances i think in past games i can't remember exactly um but in this game you literally find ashes in the game where you can summon monsters and like specific enemies that you battle throughout the game you can actually bring them onto your side in certain parts of the game which are supposed oh. to be too hard have you seen the mimic one i have i just got it i <laughs> okay. just got it i just watched a tiktok of a guy who literally sends out his mimic out and like he just eats cereal as his mimic battles it and does nothing. <laughs> he literally does nothing. It's oh just a, the entirety of him fighting a boss with just his the mimic, mimic is great. Yeah, I so yeah. hard. <laughs> like just do it, just do it for me. And he's like himself just dodging and slicing yes. at it. It's so funny. It's so funny. The fun thing about the mimic as well is that it'll actually attack with whatever you have equipped when you summon it at the time. So if you fight in a certain way and there's certain things that you actually don't like if as long as you're holding it and you have it equipped when you use the mimic tier it'll that your mimic will go into battle using those items oh i didn't know that mm -hmm. that's, that's so cool. like if you're equipped with like a, a magic based item at the beginning it'll just start throwing magic out instead of using because i was really confused because i had my magic items equipped and i used like a, a big old scythe as well which causes bleed damage which is like percentage-based damage, which is it's very, very overpowered in the game as well, at least at the point that I'm at. Um, but I was wondering, why isn't he using like the scythe? I literally sent him out there. He's just going, he's just staying at a distance and using magic. And I realized it's because I summoned the guy. Well, I say guy, the girl, because um, I use a female character. Uh, I summoned her and she just, and I was had the magic stuff equipped at the time, which is exactly the reason why. So you can kind of like get the mimic to behave how you want it to. Yeah. But I don't even think it's that good, honestly. No. Um, no, no, no. It's 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 fine in some instances. Like if you're going out there to take stuff down in the field and there's multiple enemies, I feel like that's a really good situation to use yeah. it in. But when you're one on one and with a boss, I don't think it's as good. 
Um, there are other like summons specifically, like there are undead summons where if they get killed, as long as they don't get hit while they're down on the ground, they'll get back up and keep attacking again. In terms of like um, like pulling the boss's aggro and stuff yeah. like that, that is, I think, superior to Mimic Tears in my personal opinion at this right. point. Because you I'm can have like multiple skellymen. I call them my skelly bros. And <laughs> yeah, my skelly bros, we go into battle together and then all they have to do is start poking things from distance. I took down a dragon using my skelly bros because they were just like taking uh, just so much aggro just constantly all the time. And my job then becomes not to defeat the boss, to, but to keep my skelly bros alive through the entire encounter. And it's uh, it's difficult. Let's just say that. It's, it's very, very difficult because uh, as soon as an AOE attack comes, if they're on the floor, they're gone. They're gone. But I've managed to take down things I wouldn't be able to take down, which is, again, going back to the, the accessibility argument with the with the, this particular title is so good. Um, it actually did lead me on to, to thinking about uh, accessibility versus difficulty in these type of games. Yeah. And it's kind of like changed my kind of view of it. And obviously I don't want to act like, because um, again, for a long time, these games have been, I don't want to say very inaccessible, but they haven't been the most like welcoming to people, which is kind of the point of the game. But I, it made me think about there's a difference between accessibility versus like difficulty in games in general. Yeah. And yeah. of course... Like, I, I do I do feel like games can be accessible, but also be very, very difficult at the same time. For instance, and I, I don't want to sound like ableist or anything like that in this conversation further from the point, but if you take something like, have you heard of Jump King, for instance? Jump King? I don't think I have. Okay, so it's one of these rage games, right? <laughs> and I feel like when I look at the Soulsborne series, it's kind of like the point of it. It's kind Wait, of like a rage game. Is Jump King that one where he's on a pogo stick or something? Or I think that's pogo stuck, oh. um, but it's very similar. <laughs> so games like Getting Over It and Jump yeah, King and Pogo Stuck. Um, so in this, you you basically play as a little uh, knight who's, who's stuck down. It's a 2D game, 2D pixel game, where you're stuck down as a knight at the bottom of a pit, and you're just told there's a babe at the top. Uh, so you have to jump your way up there. Oh. You literally only have three inputs, which is like, the well, two inputs, really, the directional stick and the jump button. And what you have to do, uh, there's no like charge gauge or anything like that, but you have to use the jump button, hold it for a specific period of time to... Uh, in collaboration with obviously the, the directional buttons to change your angle and arc and to be able to jump out specifically up these different jumps. And if you fall, it's very unforgiving. You can fall down a really long way. So it's, oh no. it, it'll make you absolutely rage. Oh. But I think like the idea of that, the idea of these rage games in general, and this is why I would relate them to something like a Souls game, is the feeling of like learning and then overcoming uh, yeah. this obstacle like just memorizing and you know some people can't do that and like I, it just made me realize that it's difficult but it's still an accessible game i can see that being played for anybody who who like like say if, even if you've lost an arm um and you get like the special adaptive controllers that xbox make or yeah. something like that you could you could easily play that game um obviously that that doesn't cover every type of like disability and stuff but I would say that's a very accessible game, but it's very, very difficult. Because a lot of the time you find difficult games, just a lot of people like calling them not very accessible. But I definitely feel like there's a difference there between those two concepts, to me, at least. I don't know if you, if you disagree. No, there's different concepts there. Like, I think the difficulty and the accessibility and uh, inaccessibility are not 
the same because you could say like, oh, it's inaccessible for me because it's too hard and I just I'm not good at games or something like that. But I think the the main part is do they provide, you know, all the accessibility features for someone who needs them, right? Yeah. So can you put in your special controllers, you know, is the color contrast good for people who are colorblind, things like that, right? Can you do pedal controls, you know, or whatever else they have available for, you know, people who need them? Um, So I don't think you can say it's inaccessible because of the uh, difficulty. I think, you know, or, or else we would have like the most easy games ever. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, there's <laughs> you know? no challenge whatsoever. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Well, there's people the- are looking for that, right? So well, the, the reason that I bring this up is because like a lot of people like have argued for an easy mode in, in like Souls games. And I just wanted to generally get to get like, what is your take on, on like on an easy mode? Should Souls games have an easy mode? I don't think so. Yeah, honestly. I don't. So that's you know, kind of the point, isn't it? That's it's the kind point of, is that they're ridiculously yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to right? be hard. And I guess like the nice thing about Elden Ring is that, again, like we spoke about, is is it doesn't have to be, you can make it easier. Like it is becoming more, it, you, there are options there that it gives you to make the game easier. Now, I wish it wouldn't punish you at the same time as, yeah. you, as using these options. Um, because like if, which again, it's still, we talked about this before on the podcast, but it kind of goes back to that whole get good um, complex where if I play multiplayer mode, for instance, all of a sudden, because I want to play with my friends now at any time, an invader can come, another player can come and like into my game and then just gank me and the other person. Yeah. And then I lose progress and then I have to do stuff again. And it's it rust. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, that's not the kind of experience that I want. And no. it's little things like that, which just make me think, I wish there was an option here to just toggle that off. You know, I wish there was an option to just to be able to play with my friends and have fun without having to worry and have a little bit of anxiety added to the background there where there's just some random guy that's going to come along and gank me and 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 reset my progress when I'm yeah. in the middle of like a dungeon or something and it's um yeah but other than that like uh I think it's been it's been quite good it's been like the most successful title by far and I'm you can see in the sales numbers where we started with the story that okay. that it's uh it's it's it's, I don't know. I don't want to call it a game changer, but I feel like it's going to be on a lot of people's game of the year lists. I feel like this potentially. I don't want to say it's going to define a generation or anything like that. I don't use any big words like that, but um, <laughs> it's it's definitely been very surprising. Well, very surprising how many people have like just jumped into it, and I think yeah. maybe that's the George R R Martin connection too. Maybe maybe like putting that I- on people's lists too. I think it's there was a good amount of hype because of that. There's a lot of lead up. And I think this is one of those situations where um, we have a lot of we have a lot of people who are just like into this type of game. Right. There's all of those the, the souls like people who already liked it. And then they just need to figure out how to get the other half in. And right. this is the game. This is the gateway game to get in because nothing in this game is um, new or crazy or something we haven't seen before. Not a, like I can't think of a single thing in this game that's like not in a previous souls game, like mechanics wise. However, the way they present it that's where the difference is you know so like i think that's that's why it's a little bit open like the brightness again i bring it up again like seeing that tree that beautiful golden tree when you first uh, uh exit the tutorial 
that alone was just like wow you know it's it's oh, like yeah. it, it's so beautiful compared to like the the other titles it's uh like i'm constantly running around the the open fields and just being at all or like everything i'm seeing it's, it's so pretty i just want to stay here forever if it's not for the people coming up and trying to like kill me that i'd want to i want to exist <laughs> in this world i gotta you know? go yeah yeah, yeah. run to a bonfire or what is it what do they call it not a bonfire i'm blanking on the term it's like uh points of grace now grace, or uh, lost grace or something or uh, something like that Y'all are convincing me. I might have to play this game now. I was going to anyway. It was going to be the next game I yeah. played off stream, but get through the know. first four hours. That's going to be your most yeah. frustrating part. <laughs> I'm, I'm still throwing my controller at my wall out of frustration. But once you get like stuff that actually, you know, kills yeah. things, you get the game. Yeah, that then it gets fun. Then you're set. Yeah, yeah. I, I will right. say. Uh, the only thing that you could say is like at the beginning there at the the particular grace points that you get to there are like there's this light that leads you in certain directions for progress for the game right if you follow that light at the beginning it's going to lead you to an area that's going to keep killing you over and over and over <laughs> again unless you're like super good at the game so honestly my best course of advice is just to go exploring just explore the world and like um find for little sure. dungeons and stuff and like do those first that's my jam you're, up. you're yeah. a lot easier so, that's why breath yeah. of the wild was my thing because i could just like go on little uh, side quests all the time you yeah. know for i mean hours. This, this is just breath of the wild souls that's that's all but hard. <laughs> yeah. but extremely hard <laughs> well again it's only as hard as uh as exactly uh, as you as you make it depending on the area that you go to so you know even breath of the wild was like that you could run straight yes. to the end of the game in breath of the you wild and, and just get absolutely wrecked straight away so i, I let me would... go try that real quick let me go restart <laughs> my game and just go right in <laughs> but yeah um it's nice it's nice to know their options and i'm, I'm glad it's doing really well because maybe there, there'll be more games like this in the future uh well definitely be more games like this in the future oh, but maybe yeah. they'll give this a lot of attention and dlc and stuff like that the one thing i do want them to do though is more patches just to make the game a little bit more stable. That's the only thing that I have issues to. Anytime weather comes up, like my the frame rate just starts stuttering. All of a sudden, like I'm freezing for a second, then I run. Yep. And if I'm near a cliff, oh, no. I'm, I'm almost going off that cliff. So because it speeds it back up to catch up. Weather so, in general in games is like very tough, I feel like for devs and game makers sure. because of how intense it takes on your computer. It's like, well, how far can we take it to where it's like someone without a 3080 Ti can't like it won't crash the computer. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad it's doing great now. Uh, just as a reminder to everybody, did you know the pages of Gaming Magazine are coming to life this July in New York City? Indeed. Nice. You will be able to join 6,000 of your fellow gamers at this unique convention that celebrates all things queer geekery, from streamers to indie games to AAA developers and cosplay and drag icons. Yeah, and that's all happening this July in New York City at Gaming Live. There is something for everyone, so head on down to gaming.live to find out more and grab your tickets now that's my uh forced ad read that uh that was put in there for, for me to do. Mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic pays bills, right? gonna, uh well yeah well, well gaming pay pays my uh bills kind of so yeah <laughs> yeah um so uh let's 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 move on to uh chanel it's time for your spotlight we're gonna get to know you just a little bit more just to double check chad do you have your your questions on your own i do i have them yes up. all right I'm you ready. go first you go first 
All right, Chanel, uh, let's see. What do you feel like attracts people to your content stream? Like I know you say you're a coder. So what kind of stuff uh, like that's very unique attracts people? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I've gotten a lot of attraction lately from like new devs and stuff because I'll do little coding streams uh, here and there. So I coded my own portfolio. I had like my store. I got a storm drawing commissioned. It's my background. It's really, really cool. Love storm from um, X-Men. I made like a little Pokemon apps where you can search Pokemon and stuff. And we did it all together, all the coding and stuff. Uh, The other thing before I started coding, I just started coding this year on stream before that. Uh, the thing that I, I love to do is I just love to vibe. We love to play ga- games together. You know, you can watch me fail in games. I always say, like, I love playing <laughs> games, but some games I'm just, like, so bad at. I play a lot of Dead by Daylight, but I die all the time because I my brain is just scattered. I pop gens all the time because, or sorry, I blow them up because I'm just distracted by things going on. I, like, I do the same thing in that game. Believe me, I'm I'm terrible at it. I got a perk for you. Don't worry. I got a perk for you though. So I know technician. I know I yeah. never equip it though. I'm so bad, but like, because I, I go and I'm like, I'm going to be good. This is going to be fine. And then I, I pop like, I, I, or, did a video I did 10 times in one match <laughs> I blew up a jet 10 times like I don't okay. know what was wrong with me but yeah I just I just love to buy I try to make it a safe space for everyone who comes in so you know I'll get you know everyone from every community uh I have a lot of uh people my big thing is um I, I try to represent like black women in tech so I'll get a lot of people who come watch me game who are like oh it's nice to see a black uh female coder so I just love being that representation and, and telling people don't quit. And I talk about, you know, my journey in code and things like that and then playing games. But just in a silly matter, like I don't take anything seriously. I'm just playing games. I'll play like Kingdom Hearts or whatever, whatever I feel like. We'll just go with the flow and I'll play games with the community a lot. Like tonight, we're going to play some Mario Kart together, which I'm not good at either. But I always play <laughs> just because it's fun. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's that's what it's all about. Stray vibe and stray vibe and following on vibes. That actually mm-hmm. um so you do a lot of different stuff on your stream you mm-hmm. literally obviously you 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 focus and sometimes you'll you'll do coding on stream sometimes yeah. you'll play play video games what is your favorite type of content to stream like is it the video games is it the coding is it collabing with other creators what what brings you the most joy when it comes oh, to streaming good question it's a little bit of everything a little bit of everything so um when I first started streaming, I loved collabing with people because it was a good way to meet people. So I play a lot of like Dead by Daylight with them. Uh, I got into Knockout City uh, recently. So I've been playing with a lot of the creators and stuff like that. Um, and Among Us was like my big game. That's why I got a little Among Us uh, character. That, that game I would play every Sunday and I just invite it just be like an open invitation. So I'd meet new people that way, different streamers, different friends, you know, from Twitter, things like that. Uh, so I loved collab. Those were always my best streams because like hijinks would, al- would always be chaos all the time. Because I've, I've seen some of the clips, actually. I've seen some of <laughs> the clips of you specifically, like as the changeling going around, just, just murdering everybody. It's, uh, uh, yeah. you know, it's great. It's great. I can be um, a little sneaky. <laughs> mm, like, yeah. that's, that's the thing with me too. It's like, um, uh, since they added the new updates with all the different like yeah. roles yeah. and the extra stuff, I felt anxious about jumping back, back into that game. I'm like, oh my God, there's too many options here but like uh seeing your clips i'm like 
Oh my goodness, go! Like it looks amazing. Yeah, you like the modded side of it too? Because I like I started recently playing with one the mods, and then on top of the Mm -hmm. proxy chat, which adds a whole different level to the game. Proxy chat is hilarious. Like I used to do a lot of the proxy chat because it was just uh, the game was getting a bit stale at the beginning because I was like playing it over and over again, so I mixed it up a bit. So, but proxy chat was always hilarious because you would be next to someone and just like slice them and stuff. Um, yeah. But like, I haven't played any of the other mods, but they basically took, I think, from some of the mods. Like, they you did. know, they added the uh, the, the shapeshifter where you can be uh, where you morph into people. They added the engineer. You can look at vitals. They added uh, engineer, so you can confuse them with uh, the imposters because they can vent as well. <laughs> so they can vent too. And then you have like the um, guardian angel. So if you die first, you can guard people from being killed so i've seen a couple times where someone's been guarded and just about to be killed and they they get caught so uh, i've I've been loving that game lately uh the coding i just started doing this year actually i just started i I made it a goal this year to do at least one coding stream a month just so that i can like i had a bit of anxiety imposter syndrome with it like oh people watching me code like that's so scary like what if i code bad what if people hate it it's all impressive to me believe me i don't know the first (laughs) thing about coding so like i'm just like wow i don't know what you're doing but it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) right so i was just like doing things and explaining like just you know what i'm doing so i was like i'm gonna do it once a month but i've been doing it like once a week sometimes twice a week like usually saturdays i do stardew uh saturdays and we just chill but i was like let's do some coding challenges so i threw in some we did some coding challenges together and figured it all out because i'm not the best at them but we did it together and we figured stuff out so it's been really fun um so those are probably like uh, the coding streams are really like and the collabing earlier was was really good um so a little bit of everything Thanks. yeah <laughs> uh, no, i will say just uh, just uh, just before we move on to the next question, uh, originally Abe Dylan was going to be co-hosting with me, but unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Fred, Fred, I know you you know Abe Dylan, um, but um, unfortunately couldn't be here. So okay. uh, we had a few questions from Dylan themselves threw in here that they wanted to uh, to ask. So if anything seems weird, question. you can <laughs> yeah. blame oh, Dylan. It's not me. Okay, yeah, this, I'm not asking the question. It's Dylan. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, so the next question is, what inspired you to start streaming? Uh, what do you hope to achieve, you know, moving on in the next five years and so on? That's a Dylan question. That's a Dylan oh, question. it's a great question. So I get this question a lot. Uh, but the main the main thing that got me started was I just saw um, like the amazing things people could do on stream. So my one friend um, tying back into accessibility, he has like a, uh, an illness where he, it's really hard for him to play certain games. So if it's inaccessible, it's really hard for him to play. So he's a big accessibility advocate. So he would raise a lot of money and stuff, uh, on stream. He would also, um, raise money for like sick kids hospital. And I was like, that's so crazy that you can just play games and like get a community together. And that's so crazy. So he was one of the people that inspired me to start streaming. So I was like, maybe what I can do is just be an advocate for, you know, again, uh, the biggest thing, black women in in coding. So maybe if they see me, we can get, there's very few, uh, you know, it's very not diverse. The field is, it's starting to shift, but I, the way I've been or where I've been working, it hasn't been. So I thought if they could see me and see that, you know, I'm six years into it and it was a struggle at the beginning and now I'm doing really great that they will, 
you know, it will kind of force them to keep going and, and get through it. So I was like, I can just play games. I can finish my games, which I never finish because I'm all over the place. So we can finish some games. We can talk code and maybe eventually I'll get into coding and maybe be able to raise money funds for stuff. Like I do black girls code a lot. Um, all that kind of fun stuff. So uh, I was like, let's just get going. Let's just go live. Let's see how it goes. And it's just like really taken off and I'm really enjoying it. I really enjoy my community. Uh, I really enjoy just coding <laughs> in general. And I get to play some of my like childhood, like favorite games all the time um, and, and show my like joy of them with other people and people come in and share their joy as well with it. You, you mentioned being like, there not being a lot of black women in coding mm-hmm. specifically. And I got to ask, like, is, is it hard to kind of be that representation? Like one of the few representations out there to be that person. I mean, cause I know a lot of, you know, just uh, people of color in general who are like the first of their kind or whatever it's there they have to represent a ton of different people or the future of it and there's like a bit of a stress and you mentioned imposter syndrome of coding and things yeah. like that do you do you feel that stress sometimes and like how do you get over it yeah always I, I always talk about it like imposter syndrome um has always been there for me right from the beginning. Uh, I came out of a unconventional way. I didn't really study computer science. I, I took, uh, I switched careers. I took like a little uh, post-grad cert after and, and just kind of dove right into coding in the unconventional way. So I had a lot to learn at the beginning. And there was a couple of times where I just wanted to quit. Right. Um, so I don't mind like being one of the few people out there because I'm just thinking about, you know, early, uh, Chanel coder and how I didn't talk to anyone about any of this. I was going through imposter syndrome a lot. Um, and I didn't have anyone really to talk to, or didn't feel like I could talk to. So, you know, if I'm kind of there just, you know, streaming, whatever, and people are like, how do you deal with this? They can just like chat with me about it and I can tell them. And for imposter syndrome, I think the biggest thing is I can't, I love getting feedback from, from like, if I'm working, like I'll get feedback. I'll be like, how, how did I code this? Like, is this okay? Like, cause in my head, I don't think it like in my head, I just think it's like the worst thing I've ever coded, you know? So I'll just try to get feedback, constructive feedback a lot from managers and stuff like that, or talk out, talk it out with like a coworker or talk it out with even a fellow, like a fellow coder or something like that and be like, you know, I wrote, I wrote this thing. Can we look over it together? Do you have any suggestions? Things like that. Because in the, a lot of the times the feedback is always good. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time you're your own worst enemy. You. Yeah, you are, really are. So a lot of time the feedback is really good. And if the feedback is, is not good, it's not like they're trying to hurt you. <laughs> they're just giving constructive criticism about like how to make things better. They want to make for the most part, for the most part, the people that I've met at least are trying to make you better. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know, they're just trying to give advice to, to make you better. So feedback, I think feedback is the best thing of, for imposter syndrome. People could be like, you're the best, you're the best. You're the best. That's not going to help me. No. Uh, it's just like, I'm going to show you a thing. Please tell me if it needs work, you know, something like that. <laughs> Amazing. Mm-hmm. So we have another question from Dylan. Um, uh, it's what is your favorite color of character in Among Us and why? Not sure why you asked this, but maybe there's a story there <laughs> that you can tell. Um, uh, <laughs> it's orange. Uh, yeah, I see an orange one right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I was going to like guess that, but I didn't want to assume. So I went with orange. So my favorite color, uh, it's actually kind of a tie. Like usually it's purple or blue. Um, 
but for some reason I kind of wanted to just like have like a really bright color for Among Us. So I went with orange. And then the other thing is um it's it's has like a there's like a leaf uh oh, hat yeah, you can wear. Like, like, so I, an orange. Yeah. So I just look like a carrot, which I think is so funny. So I always like look like a carrot. So like they've added new um with the new Among Us, you you have this like cute, like it's kind of like Dead by Daylight where you have a blood web, but it's like a cube. So you yeah. can like unlock uh the more you play, you can unlock different outfits. So now I'm like uh, I have like a little tuxedo. I'm like, oh, I'm like a fancy carrot, or I'm like a metal carrot, I or love bionic that. carrot, or I whatever. Love that so much. Just you know. a quick question: Are there any like bunny rabbit like kind of costumes in there now? I don't think so. Oh, good. You don't have, have to worry then. In that case, you, you're, you're <laughs> fine. Then you're fine. You're, fine. <laughs> you're set. You're set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, right? I'm I'm good. I'm safe. I'm safe from the bunnies <laughs> for the time being. Uh, I know one of your favorite hobbies is playing in reality games online. Uh, what got you into that scene and why do you love it so much? That's oh, another no, Dylan that's question. That's a Dylan question. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what I was saying as I was reading. Okay, so let me explain for the people who don't know. Um, for So you know how there's reality games like Big Brother and Survivor and stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's a huge is this games yeah. based on reality tv shows it or? is so okay it's okay based cool, on cool. like reality competition sh- strategy kind of shows right okay. so during the pandemic uh you know i'm just kind of bored and at home and stuff and someone invited me to come play one of their online reality games based on um did that anyone ever watch did any of you ever watch i love money it was like a spinoff it was a spinoff i'm not of sure if like, we got that here in the uk but don't worry yeah. i didn't watch it either but it was like a spinoff of like flavor of love flavor of love had like all these little yep. spinoffs and one of them was this competition show called i love money so i played like a an org version of it and just or an online reality version of it and i was like i don't know what's going on but i'm just gonna play and i ended up winning which is so random but it was just like what so then i found out that there was like more communities that did like more of these things so it was just something to do during the pandemic i really liked like board games that were like strategy and stuff i really enjoyed watching like big brother and survivor and things like that just watching people you know do strategy and it kind of and i guess that's why i really like among us because when you're an imposter you have to like strategically figure out how to maneuver yeah. without people figuring it out that it's you so let, that's why let, i'm usually that social engineering is, is is so good yeah, it's so good why so like there's little short versions of them that you can play online through Twitter and stuff um, where they're like, you know, three to eight hours or something long in a day or, and some are like weeks long or months long, something like that. But um, yeah, I've just like it's just so fascinating to like have to like use your brain to like pivot all the time and figure out how to make relationships and like do things like that. So I think it, it's just like the gamer in me just really yeah. enjoys trying to figure that out. Kind of um, but it just makes it more interesting because it's people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Have you, um, have you done first class trouble yet? Yes. A good one. Yes. yes. I've not done that. Is it, is it an English? It's it's pretty fun. It's fun. It's different than what you yes. would play with among us. Cause like it's a smaller group and it's, yeah. it's, I don't know how to explain it. Have you ever played Deceit? That game? I've not played Deceit. Okay. No. It's, like, it's more closer to Deceit than Among Us, but like it, it has like a lot of those types of things uh in it. But it's it's fun. It's fun. 
We'll we'll have to get like a group together and do like a, a gaming yeah, specific. Yeah, let's do it. yeah, yeah first hostile say. among us, something like that, just so yeah. we can uh, I, throw each other out of the airlock. Among us a bit, so heck yeah, I'm in. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. Down. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a uh, one last question from Dylan, and uh, it's quite sweet. Uh, what advice would you give to anyone think about getting into coding? Oh, well, I always say don't give up. <laughs> Also, if you're thinking about it, if you're thinking about should I do it, I always just say do it. <laughs> Tech is ever growing. Yeah, uh, we need representation. We need we need to change the narrative of what you know web developers and coders and people who work in tech look like we need we need that representation uh, i would just say no don't give up i always say the first couple of years for me were really rough because it was just like learning everything navigating through a male dominated like thing trying to figure out my place and and figure that all out so all i can say is i'm in a really good place now with where where i am and it was because i just kept going and going and meeting new people and just getting better at it so i could like hone it so it's it will take time like when you jump in it's going to be scary i know some people like are shifting like careers to to do it but it's it's worth it in the end and you know you don't have to be a web developer you can you can go into you know project management or whatever like every everything just like goes into so many things so it's just like get yourself into tech it's really worth it and like you know maybe you'll get into gaming industry maybe you'll get into whatever you never know like so many people start you know with a boot camp or whatever and they end up working like in gaming or end up working wherever but you have to start somewhere so just make the jump do the leap what do you have to lose the world's on fire yeah <laughs> just take the jump yeah, yeah. actually to, to follow on from that um how accessible would you say that that whole scene is now how, how would somebody get started in coding if that that is something that they wanted to pursue yeah, for sure. Like there's so many really cool boot camps out there. There's one boot camp out uh, that I've been like kind of following that's absolutely free. It's a 30 week boot camp. I think it's learning with Leon, something like that. Look up hashtag 100 devs. It's completely free. It's 30 days. Like there's boot camps out there like that. I took like a college course because I my brain can't do 30 weeks. Like I have to do, I had to do eight months, <laughs> but you know, there's college courses. Uh, yeah. boot camps. some are like three months long. You can do it. I've had friends who do like the three month long boot camp, and they're senior devs today. They just took a little bit more time to ramp up and stuff, but they can get in, but you know, get yourself into a boot camp. get your, or if you need to take a one year thing, do that, whatever it, your pace is. Um, and then, you know, just start applying, like figure out like what the jobs are. If there's like a dream job you have that has like junior roles and stuff like that, look up the job description, see what they want you to learn, learn it, you know, but, you know, just you got boot camps, you got everything out there, but you can be, you can do a three month boot camp and, and be out there already. So it's, it's great. I like that you had like the the open keep an open mind aspect yes. in there, because I see that in gaming and esports a lot with students who are, you know, want to get into esports you want to get into gaming yeah. and i always say like there's more to just being a professional gamer or yeah, you know, being absolutely. part of an org or whatever like did you know that there are marketing people in gaming exactly did you know that there were you know coders there's all these programmers there's a lot of jobs so that you're not seeing because you don't see them you see they're in the background exactly uh, and there's a lot of opportunities for you to grasp and there's opportunities that haven't come up yet that you could I was just be. gonna say there's jobs that haven't even been created yet 
that you could like shift into. Like I was saying, you know, there's a lot of data science and stuff like algorithms and machine learning and whatever that didn't exist when I finished school like six years ago that have are just popping up everywhere. Like there's so much behind the scenes uh, and different jobs out there. Yeah. Um, but you got to take that first step where you just learn something to get your foot in the door. Right. And I think a lot of people get overwhelmed because they're like, oh, this job says I need to learn this. And this job says I need to learn all these other things. There's so many languages. Just get yourself into one and then, you know, shift into something and then you can learn another one. But you don't need to know everything right off the bat. You're new. And the people hiring me, you know, you're new and you'll learn. (laughs) You will learn. (laughs) Uh, And jumping off that. So what kind of content inspires you are there any content creators that you enjoy yourself that kind of give you that inspiration yeah for sure so uh when i was when i first got into streaming obviously dylan was one of the people (laughs) we had very similar tastes in like um you know uh online reality games uh his content's really funny he's all over the place with games and stuff and he he doesn't take it serious so seriously which is like my jam as well um i've been watching a lot of coders lately as well so metal and coffee is like one of my Mm. faves to watch right now uh she does mostly coding streams nowadays but she's also like a metal dj so it's like her that's skill. crazy i've yeah. never heard that before yeah so she's really By cool combination geez that's, right that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah so i she actually like i was always like oh i'm really gonna get like i'm gonna start coding but after watching her and just like how her streams go and she's just kind of going with the flow and people are like adding suggestions here and hit there but not really overtaking anything i was like let's just do it let's like jump into it so she really inspired me to just like go <laughs> and do it and then it was like another like black woman in tech so i was just like yes let's continue this like let's continue this Which chain metal dj that's awesome yeah she's a metal part-time metal dj it's like so cool and she's a senior dev and everything so it's like more representation so i've been really into that i've been in so many like dead by daylight dead by daylight streams and i think it's because it's like a lot of like queer content creators yes. are just like it's there like are so, so many bad. queer content creators yes. who are into DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I like I, it's what I said earlier. It's it's like one, they're huge on their community, and yeah. two, like they have so many characters in that game yes. that are so very well represented. I mean, I, there, it's always there could always be more. I'll never say that everybody's represented, but they're but they yeah. have more than most games do. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've been watching. I've all. I think I just got because I wasn't like a, I'm like so jumpy like I don't play a lot of horror games so like I was really hesitant to play the game but then one day my friend's like just come play I'm like okay I'm willing to try a game at least once and then I started playing it and then I started watching content creators and seeing how vast the community is and like how many the representation for the fog whispers and all that kind yeah. of stuff and the content on TikTok and all that so I'm just like I love it I love that it, it literally anyone could be a creator who plays this game like it's so cool you can see a little bit of yourself in like a lot of them so uh i'm really enjoying that as well mm-hmm. i mean that uh, like absolutely awesome content to uh consume i really 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 think feel like i should be getting back into dead by daylight i'm gonna be dragged <laughs> kicking in the stream that's another oh, yeah. one among us and yeah among us, among us. Daylight. Daylight. we need to get we need to get all the uh all the good things on the go you can play, you can, you're invited to come play anytime it's kind of oh, late yeah. for you though but like yeah. no you know what <laughs> I, i'll you. i'll stay <laughs> up right? i'll stay up that's fine <laughs> um speaking of uh getting people together for gaming um congratulations 
on your recent nomination for the gaming awards. Um, I I was like super, super psyched to to see your name on that list as well. Uh, How did it feel to find out that you were nominated to be a rising uh, star in the, uh, in the gaming awards? It it was wild. I was like, I I was driving home from like somewhere. I didn't even expect it. I was just like, why am I being tagged in a bunch of things? Why do I have all these notifications? And I was like, what is, what? What did I get nominated for? Like, this is wild. I would never expect it to be me. And like, just to put, you know, heighten this, but basically I only just came out as like by maybe last, uh, last year. So I was just, I've just like been slowly like over the years trying to like figure out like who I am. Like, I think I've always known, but I was like, you know, I'm in a heteronormative presenting relationship. It didn't seem necessary, but like after getting into Twitch and like seeing all the content creators, I was like, okay, I think I just need to like show my true self, even if it's, you know, this is my relationship. I, I I need to show what I am. Like I've always been queer. Like I've known known since I was in kindergarten, like that I was queer. I like boys and girls and whatever. So I was just like, let's just be real here. So I I was like really overwhelmed because I'm like, I feel like I feel like I haven't been new to the community, but I feel like I'm like this baby <laughs> because I've actually like said it out loud. So I was like, this feels very affirming. I guess I was going to say like, like uh, the reason yeah. that you would have been chosen is because that like, you've had an impact on yeah. the the queer community in the time that you've been streaming. So yeah. honestly, like it's it's you're doing the, you're doing great things, and uh, I absolutely love that for you. It's yeah, uh, exactly. An honor just to even get that, like to hear that, you know, that I'm doing something for the community. That was always my purpose when I created this was just to create like a safe space. Right. And just people feel welcome there and I want to protect them too, you know? So it's just like, I hate it when people are attacked, like I'll do whatever I can to make sure that I can do what I can do. Like, you know, you get a lot of hate and stuff in the chats or the raids or whatever. And the thing is, I don't even care about myself. I'm more like, how do I like protect the people in my chat? Your mama bear comes out. Yeah. I don't, I could care less about me. I'm care. I like, I care about, you know, whatever, even when I do an Among Us game, I'm like, are you comfortable with the people who are playing with you? Um, you know, are you okay? Like somewhat, um, Panda, who's also nominated, um, played with me last week. Um, and she asked, can we not use the word sus? Cause it's really rooted in like homophobic, um, language and the whole, and I was like, of course. And if anyone has a problem with not, with not using that word, like they'll be booted because I'm not arguing about this. If someone doesn't feel yeah. comfortable using that word, then we'll figure it out. So, you know, I just want to make sure everyone is welcome. Um, I'm glad like I've done, if even a little bit of a contribution to the community, like I'm, I'm just really happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So outside of streaming, you know, in your, in your IR uh, life, uh, IRL, uh, what kind of stuff do you, do you get up to? Like what's, what's your, what's an average day for Chanel? Oh man. When I actually go outside. No. <laughs> <laughs> what's that like? I don't know what that's like. What's outside? outside? Like? Wait, outside? Uh, I've never heard of this concept. What is, what is this? this? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. For me, like, uh, winter, I'm, I'm usually inside for the most part. I have a little doggy. So, you know, I take him out to like, you know, on trails and stuff. We like to go hiking and, and, and walk around, try to, you know, get exercise, I guess, whatever, uh, <laughs> you know, exploring places, exploring Ontario, 
uh, stuff like that. Uh, in the summer, I'm really into baseball. So I, I love going to like Blue Jays games and, and I play softball myself. So staying active and things like that. Um, I love playing sports like softball and volleyball and things like I'm just like really active. I did a ropes course this year. My arms will never ropes forget cor- me. like climbing yeah. ropes. Like those, it's like, like yeah, it's like different like ropes that are tied together and it's like different obstacles. So you might be like walking on planks oh, okay, or you okay. might be like, yeah, it's like tied together by ropes or you might be like zip lining across oh, two trees. That sounds amazing. I'm going to do that. Huh? This is in yeah. Toronto. I'm going. Well, to it was in the, the, like cities outside of Toronto because no. Toronto doesn't have as many trees. Um, but uh, yeah, like I've, I've like I have a fear of heights and whatever. But my main goal is like to the same thing with streaming. When I started streaming and I had this fear or coding, it's just like I just need to like jump in. You know, you get pushed yeah. into a pool. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this even though I'm really high and my arm <laughs> like I'm so weak <laughs> at times. <laughs> And so, but I was like, we're just going to do it. So we did the ropes course. There were times where I was like, literally just hanging, like walking. You're like hanging by the thingy or the pulley. But I literally was just like walking across like a tree or something or like, it's so scary. Um, but I did it. So I, I try, I always try to try new things. I always try to explore uh, places, but yeah, I just, I like to stay active and try new things for the most oh, part. Yeah. yeah. Coda Girl Chan, outdoor adventurer. That's Why? fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That before I became a coder, you know, full-fledged tech nerd. So <laughs> now, um, obviously, being LGBTQ uh, in the streaming community is is incredibly important that we have good representation and that we actually carve out a place ourselves um this is going to sound a little bit similar to a question that you've already had but that was posed by dylan so we always like to ask uh what advice would you give um other lgbtqia plus people who want to get into content creation who might just be like a little you know like hesitant to to cross that threshold and and get into it and what what would you what would be your your message to them yeah for sure um I think the main thing is what I've kind of been saying the whole time, mostly with the coding thing is it's, it's representation, right? So even if one person sees you, you know, if someone sees me and they're like, Oh, you're like a queer, like web developer who enjoys like kingdom hearts or something. Right. It's like, you know, you connect to that person. We were talking about it with red too. It's like, you know, a little, you know, Asian girl might see, red and be like that's me (laughs) like that's me right so it's like representation matters like just like try it out try content creation like do it for yourself right um just really enjoy like i'm sure if you're trying to get into it like you really enjoy that and you want to like show you know a part of yourself and and show representation so you know just jump into it like like literally i always use this as an example my one friend uh sp simone who's amazing. I love her so much. She was so hesitant and doing content Christian because she's like, maybe no one will watch me. No one will like want to watch anything. Like I'm really nervous, blah, blah, blah. And we were like playing and I was like, just go live. Like, just do it. Just go live. No one watches. Who cares? Right. Delete the VOD later. If it's terrible, (laughs) like whatever. Right. I was like, just go live. Okay. A year later, she's a freaking superstar. She's a partner, like Twitch streamer. Like, it's just like, how will you ever know if you're going to succeed if you never even try, you know, just 
do it. We need it. We need the representation. The more, the better. <laughs> we need a vast variety, you know? <laughs> the, the great thing about this as well, and, and like you might have already had this experience, but eventually, if it hasn't already happened, someone will, will come to you and they'll say, you're the reason that I started streaming. You're the exactly. reason that I started creating content. And it is such a good feeling. So like, yeah, if anybody hasn't already done it, just, just jump in. It makes it all worth it in the end when you have someone who's just like, hey, I saw someone has come up to uh, people have come to me and been like, I started coding because I, I, I saw you talking about it. So I just kind of jumped into it. It's like, oh, my God, yes, please. <laughs> this is what it's all about. <laughs> you know, amazing. Um, and looking to the future, what is your do you have any future plans for uh, Coder Girl Chan? Like what is what's the next little bit look like for you? Yeah, like I just want to continue like growing the community. Like, you know, we started to like create create this like little base community and I'm just like loving it so much. I'd love to grow it, you know, do more code. I'd love to code a lot more. I'd love to have more, you know, bring in some more representation. We can do like more podcast stuff. We can just talk about it, have little forums and stuff. Um, maybe get into teaching and stuff. I've always loved Start teaching your own code. Bootcamp? Yeah, may, ooh, maybe. <laughs> I'm putting it into the ether yeah. for you. Yeah, something I'd love to mentor a lot more. I'm trying to get into that, you know, like, because like I said, when I started coding, I didn't really have someone who looked like me who would really understand like kind of what I was feeling. So like, I'd love to get into that more, do more talks about it, do just have people ask questions. Um, but yeah, I just want to, I just want to get, you know, grow my community, get it out there. People can like, come in and chat about their stories or just like see mine or anything like that and just continue vibing and continue just being silly about playing games and never taking it seriously so you know I just you know I'm I'm excited for the future I'm excited to see but I'm just gonna keep grinding like I always do uh, how, how I have as a coder so do you uh do you, do you see yourself going to any like IRL events? I um have you ever been to like TwitchCon or anything like that? I'm going this year. Time? I'm de- I'm yeah, going this great. year. So yeah, I'm definitely going to TwitchCon. I'm excited to meet you know my fellow content creators and also get. I haven't been to the states in like however long. So I'm I'm, I'm excited to get back there and check out San Diego and it's so all fun. That kind of stuff. Uh, I'll say yeah. when I was there last, I think it was 2019 it's san diego is such a fun town like yeah. i have the best time because of twitchcon so good yeah i'm excited i've already booked everything except my ticket because it's not a thing yet but i have everything else settled but i will be there i'm i'm stepping out of my bubble because i feel like pandemic put me into like a bit of a more of a shell so i'm like i'm just doing the jump like i used to with you know, like the ropes course i'm just taking the jump yeah just do it get going <laughs> you'll, you'll love it when you get there uh yeah i'm excited best town ever i feel yeah hopefully uh hopefully we'll both be there and we'll we'll see you there we'll grab a drink let's do it i'm Mm -hmm. down Mm -hmm. (laughs) now uh we always finish finish i don't know what happened there uh with a uh a section we like to call quick fire questions now and this isn't necessarily something that you're going to be prepared for and it's it's not very stream of consciousness but like just the first thing that comes to mind you know that's that's your answer. Have have fun with it. Have fun with it. Uh, so yeah, Chad is going to ask you your first quick part. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's been your favorite game this year? Oh, God. Um, a very long one, but. <laughs> yeah. Spirit Fair. Spirit Fair. Okay. What was the one game that defined your childhood? Donkey Kong Country. Who's your favorite video game character? Oh, 
Um, Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Good choice. Okay, okay. Uh, wait, you're a Kingdom Hearts fan? I never would have known. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, the Keyblades are not. Yeah, know. just just for the audio listeners, there are there are totally Keyblades hanging up in the background, <laughs> and this like awesome setup. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's also got Keyblades in the background. I Yo, don't have Keyblades. In the disappointing. <laughs> Square Enix, what's sorry. going on Listen, here? I won't tell you my opinions on 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 Kingdom Hearts. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave that. Um, yeah, quick fire questions. Uh, what game do you uh, most want a sequel to? Oh, sequel, 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 sequel. I would do a Spirit Fair one. I would do a Spirit. Not Fair Kingdom one. Hearts Four. I, I'm. A, I think it's good where it is. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't would cry if there was a new one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sad if there was a new one. Uh, <laughs> who would be your dream stream guest? My dream stream guest. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's so many good. Um, alive or dead. It could be anybody. It doesn't have to be, be a streamer. Alive. I could be, could be anyone. Celebrity. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's so hard um, we'll circle back we'll circle back let's circle back what game are you most looking forward to coming out this year oh breath of the wild 2 mm, if it does if it does <laughs> it better freaking come i swear <laughs> uh if you were marooned on an island what three games would you want to have with you kingdom hearts okay um that's appropriate there's one that has all of them so let's take that one there you go uh donkey kong country um and then what's the third game probably breath of the wild oh yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. uh which game has the best soundtrack Ooh. hmm a lot of the games that i played have really good soundtracks um but the one that's like in my brain the most will will be kingdom hearts mm, yeah, mm, i was like i'm yeah. just thinking you're gonna say simple and clean come on simple and clean the amount of times i would listen to that as like a preteen going and into cried teenage. to it and you're like, I oh, cried, like so perfect i listen i sometimes i listen to it while i'm walking my dog like i can't <laughs> such a beautiful song it's so good uh and where can people find your content and what uh have you got uh coming up on your channel yeah you can take as long as you need with this one by the way okay uh so people can find me obviously on twitch uh under coder girl chin uh i'm usually there thursday uh tuesdays thursdays saturdays and sundays times vary sometimes because dog life um but uh thursdays are usually my coding streams um so if you want to pop in for some coding stuff thursdays are the days and then the other days i just play a variety of games whatever i feel like um and then I've been really active on TikTok lately. So if you want to pop into Heck my yeah. TikTok. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of just like putting my, uh, I've been getting into video editing a lot and actually putting like clips together to put on there. I get, I have a couple that are just like really interesting username or people encounters that I get. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, uh, you should see the last one. It was, oh, it was very I'll interesting. I'll be on your TikTok shortly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've been doing a lot of trends and around like, uh, kingdom hearts and, and dead by daylight and, and Zelda and Nintendo and stuff like that. Um, so those are, those are like the main ones that I, that I've been on lately. Um, the plan in the stream is just, again, I want to get more coding streams in there. So I might add an extra day where I'm just coding and people can ask me questions and we could just have like a chill coffee and chat and stream kind of deal. Um, and yeah, just, just a bunch of that. Um, 
I'm trying to get more, I'm actually trying to get more coders in. So I'd love to do more pair coding stuff so I can get more people in the industry who had different like perspectives or had to deal with stuff like accessibility. I know a lot of people are really into accessibility and stuff. So like what it's like to add more accessibility into websites and why is it a requirement and things like that, like thinking about different perspectives and things like that. So I'd love to do more of the pot, like maybe more of a podcast kind of deal where I just have people come in and, and share their experiences in tech. Amazing. Uh, and you thought yeah. you got away from it. <laughs> you gotta go back to your dream stream guest. Who is it? Who is oh, it? I was actually going to say, have you got an answer to that? Because alternatively, do you, do you do you still have any idea who your dream stream guest will be? Yeah, I okay. So uh, Utada, who does simple and clean, I'd love I'd love her. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> great. That's I'd be like, how fantastic. did you shape my childhood with one song? Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, just just to mention, my lovely lovely co-host Chad, what have you got coming up on your channel, and where can people find your content? Yeah, so if anyone wants to follow me on Twitch, it's actually a joint Twitch with me and my boyfriend is Luna Lacat. Uh, uh, weird name, I know, because uh, half me i do the luna side he does the cat side um so you can find us there we play a lot of dead by daylight uh we're starting to get in among us now so it's just funny that you know you brought up among us and things like that so we do a lot of fun things over there and uh we also uh i do a podcast called the first 30 video game reviews podcast uh where we take the the first 30 minutes of a game and find out whether or not you know we would continue the game at the end so you can watch it on our youtube channel at the chestery which is the group that i do it with and then we do the podcast afterwards to kind of break down the game the mechanics like what we liked disliked and the very end we decide like would we continue playing after that 30 minutes so you can find us uh anywhere you listen to podcasts essentially so uh that's pretty much mostly what we got going on great 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 oh absolutely fantastic chad has just mentioned that um uh Utada, i completely forgot about this as well uh they just re- uh came out as non-binary um well, it wasn't recently really? but like a few months back or something I really remember. i didn't know but, that. yeah congratulations to to them uh that's absolutely awesome now uh chad and chanel thank you so much for joining me you've been amazing um i've had a lot of fun today and i, I hope you have to oh, so much no problem yeah you're welcome back any any time <laughs> thank you for uh joining us uh, through everybody actually who's listening and watching this for joining us on this episode of gaming podcast live if you want to check out the guests their information will be in the description or if you're watching this live right now you can use exclamation point guests in chat to find all of their stuff we'll be back in two weeks time with the next episode of gaming podcast live mm-hmm. Woo! yeah and also uh every week you can find me live on uh well my own channel at twitch.tv forward slash meabyte or on the gaming channel every wednesday or thursday with let's go gaming that's where you can join myself and two super special guests as we play all manner of video games as i mentioned we're gonna have luke boogie on again uh this wednesday i believe to finish off a house of ashes and uh then who knows what happens from there yeah dead by daylight 
<laughs> yes, Dead by Daylight. Yeah, totally. I'd love to get you all on for uh, for Let's Go Gaming. Literally anything can happen on that show. So yeah, I'm I'm down. I'm down. If you're all down, we'll we'll figure something Heck out. Yeah. <laughs> now keep in mind you can follow Gaming Mag uh, here on Twitch or subscribe on our YouTube so you don't miss any of these amazing shows. And of course, podcasts can be listened back at any time on all major podcast platforms everywhere you get your podcasts. And if you're listening there now audio listeners uh you can come on over to twitch to watch us live at twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag and hit that follow button but in the meantime do not forget to keep reading gaming magazine and we will see you all very very soon goodbye for now bye everybody bye, bye. bye.